Hey gang, Coach Bruce Babishan here, a.k.a. your corner man, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Each week, my podcast takes a deep dive into what it truly takes to get the most out of yourself and those you lead in business, sports, and life. The show is real, it's raw, it's intense, very informative, and sometimes really emotional, but I promise in every episode, there is something that each one of you can take and immediately put to work that can have a positive impact on you or your program. Now sit back and enjoy this week's show. Hey gang, Coach Bruce Babishan here, aka your corner man, and I want to thank you so much again for joining me. It's an honor to have you tune in each week to listen to the show. Now, if you're listening on my website, which is www.yourcornerman.com forward slash podcast, please leave your information. We ask for it. I want you to leave it because that'll allow us to stay in touch with you and keep you updated as new shows drop and talk about guests. And while you're on my website, take a look around. Uh, you'll see that I do many things. I coach professional fighters, of course. I coach high school football, but I'm also a keynote uh, motivational speaker. So if you have a business or a company, take a look at what I have to offer. Or, uh, I, I aim to please, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Now, if you're listening to the podcast on Google or Stitcher or Apple or any of the other platforms, and you're enjoying the content, I want you to leave a five-star rating. That'll drive me up in the rankings. That means more people will get access to the show and more people will hear the information that my guests have to share. This valuable information that can help their lives and help them improve as leaders and business leaders and coaches and athletes. So uh, don't forget to do that. So without any further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. And this week's show is about the concept of overcoaching. Now, when I say overcoaching, you know, I mean overleading. And that can mean in business, or that can obviously mean in sports. Um, that can obviously be a team team captain or a team leader. But anytime you're overleading, you're overcoaching, it's a real problem. Now, some of us are unaware of it. So I want to talk about this concept, what it is, what are the traps we set for ourselves, what are the, the downsides and the pitfalls of it. And so that's what today's topic is, the concept of overcoaching. So when I was a young coach, I have, and, and I see this very, very relevant for many young coaches. Um, you know, this idea that you have this knowledge and you so desperately want to share it, you so desperately want to help the people that you're in charge of, whether it be uh, you're a young business leader, whether it, you're a, a coach of a football program or a coach of a sports team, whatever it happens to be, this idea that you have this information, you've learned this over your career, you've spent time uh, mentoring, being mentored by the coaches, and it's your turn to lead. You have a program or maybe you have a, you're a position coach or maybe you have a part of a business unit. It's your turn to lead. And you want to share all this information when you don't know how to do it. And what happens is you tend to overshare. You tend to want to put your imprimatur on it. And a lot of this comes from, I can only speak for myself on this, but, you know, when I was young, uh, my ego was really engaged in coaching and I wanted to really make a name for myself. So, you know, part of it is I wanted to let you know that I know. Let my athletes know or the people in business knew that I knew that I wanted to show them through my uh, through my coaching and through my leadership that I had the knowledge and that they didn't need to doubt me. Uh, I didn't have that self-assured sense about myself. The kind of thing that when you run into a real established leader, they're not out there trying to show you how much they know. And that only comes a lot of times from a level of, of self-assurance and confidence that comes from experience and wisdom. And quite frankly, early on, many of us, many of us, uh, when we start out coaching or, 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 or as leaders, we just don't have that sense. So we often, our egos are engaged. We want to show everybody how much we know. 
And uh, that's a that's you know it, it, it's a sign of weakness once you really understand it. Uh, it's a sign of insecurity, which you know which I did as a young coach. The second thing is it can be motivated from the purest and the best places that you have all this information and you want to share it with the people who you lead and you want to give them as much as you can, as fast as you can to move them along as fast as they can go. And oftentimes you don't have the knowledge or the wisdom uh, to understand that you have to move slowly. And that you have to take your time, and it, that that uh, you know that uh, learning takes time. It's a process, uh, and that learning is a development, and improvement is incremental. And I know this all the time. You know, I'll relate it right now to my sport and fighting. So you know, oftentimes uh, young coaches will ask me, say, "Hey, coach, will you come and, and and assist me during you know training this particular fighter for a fight?" I said, "I'd love to." Um, depending upon the character of the young man, but assuming the character of the young man, the coach, or, or, or what I look for, you know, I'll go help. And so often these coaches uh, are extremely knowledgeable, uh, great, great, uh, great men and women. Um, but they're, they, they do, they have two, they make two mistakes. First of all, they view their own athlete as if they're a fan of the athlete. And that's, you know, you can't do that. You have to disengage that. But secondly, they're trying to do too much, you know. Uh, just imagine between rounds, a fighter will come back and even in sparring, he'll come back and, you know, you have about a minute and you have to give this, this athlete, you have to get them replenished. You have to get them rehydrated. You have to make sure they're okay. And then you have to give them some information. Now you have to choose between what's important and what's not. Everything is important in a way. If you just step back real far and say every, but then you have to learn how to prioritize and then you have to learn how to give information in a way that it can be received by that particular person or that particular athlete. And that comes with time and experience. Oftentimes you'll come back and you'll hear a corner will be chaotic when people are screaming from, you know, you'll have two or three people talking in the corner, which never happens in my corners, but you'll have two or three talking people talking, everybody yelling out information, the fighters trying to get water, wipe off the sweat. You know, they can't do it. It's very difficult. And then they're expected to assimilate the information, catch their breath, get over the punches they just took and make changes based on what they heard from three different people screaming at them from three different angles. That doesn't work. Oftentimes there'll be one coach talking in the corner and the one coach will bark out five or six different things, large concepts that the athlete won't be able to assimilate and to put into place. Typically, an athlete can do one, maybe two things. And you have to be able to provide that information to an athlete in a way that he or she can can assimilate in a short period of time, then instantly go apply. Some athletes are better than others. Some athletes can, you know, some people can, you can bark out some, some uh, uh, adjustments or some changes or suggestions or some strategies and techniques, and they can instantly apply it. While others take time, it needs to go sort of, it needs to rattle around up there in their brain a little bit before it can come out and before they can do it. But that's your job to understand. Uh, but your, your job as a coach, as a leader is not simply to possess information. Your job is to be able to impart it on a way, in a way that allows the, the person you're leading or the team or the individual, uh, that they can assimilate that information and put it into use as quick as possible. And oftentimes, you know, as coaches, we want to do too much and we don't take the time to prioritize. That's why I tell you the corner is a fantastic tool. The, the, you know, the, the, what happens between rounds in a fight in that one minute? 
can be so, you know, so incredibly instructive. You know, here, here is an athlete who may be in desperate straits. His coach knows what to do, but the athlete may be hurt. The athlete may be struggling. And that coach has to give this athlete, and there may be five or six things that that athlete needs to do, but that coach needs to prioritize the top one or two and be able to get those across the athlete in a way that he or she can instantly go out and, and apply them. And so this is fantastic. You know, it's a fantastic sort of microcosm of how leadership occurs, you know, in pressure situations, you know, in business, oftentimes, you know, uh, you have to make, you have to, you're, you're leading your team in a, in a crisis situation. Not only, and this is, this goes to the other part of it, but not only, um, overcoaching, uh, by providing too much information, but overcoaching in the way that you deal with the problem, you know, that you become, you become frantic yourself, that, the, that you take on the characteristics of the situation in which you find yourself, you know, in fighting, of course, if your fighter's been knocked down and he comes back to a corner and he sees your panic, breathing heavy, sweating, and you have doubt in your eye, boy, you're not helping your athlete very much. In business, you know, you have these major business decisions and people, are, you know, you, you have the the future of the business and the employment of many people hanging on your shoulders and decisions you're going to make, you know, people look for you for strength. So overcoaching oftentimes also comes out in the way that you manifest your behavior in these times. And are you calm? Are you cool? Are you collected? Right? Are you thoughtful? Do you know how to approach the situation even in crisis, even if you're not 100% sure, but with confidence and an air about yourself that puts everybody else into a comfort zone because that comfort zone is what allows them to hear to assimilate and to be able to deploy the information that you share. Believe me when I tell you, um, you know, if you're a leader and you are unable to sort of control your emotions and you become uh, too animated, you overcoach in the moment, your coaching or your leadership reflects the intensity of the moment. Uh, uh, oftentimes you will overexcite and you will uh, be unable to communicate and your athlete be unable or your, or your team will be unable to hear and it's a very common thing, and it, it requires one of the most important traits uh, in all of business and all of leadership, and that's self-awareness. And so many of us, I know myself that the older I've become, the more self-aware I've become, the more willing I've been able to see all the flaws as, in my style as a coach and my ability to coach. Um, and to be truthful with you, it's, it, it takes, it takes it, you have to have a little humility because it's difficult to look at yourself and it's difficult to assess yourself and not be happy with the assessment. It's difficult to look at yourself and say, you know, I didn't do a very good job here. Here's how I could have improved. And self-awareness allows you to sort of pull back and hold up the mirror in an objective way and saying, okay, where am I breaking down? Where am I breaking down? Am I, am I, uh, you know, am I overcoaching? And where am I overcoaching and how am I overcoaching? And sometimes we're just simply not aware. And sometimes we don't want to be aware. And that's an important component piece, uh, you know, into the maturation and the development of, of, of becoming a good coach. Now, even now, you know, after all these years, there are times when I have a difficult time prioritizing between one or two or three things because they're all so vital. And sometimes the stakes are so high. And so oftentimes I try to impart too much information. I made this mistake several times recently. Um, and, you know, and, and I do this in retrospect. You know, it's good coaching. It's, you know, I'm giving the person what they need. I'm calm and everything. But, you know, I look back, I said, maybe I should have done this or maybe I should have done that. And, and uh, one of the fun things to do, if you're ever watching a fight, 
uh, is to go and watch how the corner operates. And you can tell a good coach, a good coaching staff, and a good organization uh, from a crappy one by what happens in the corner. You know, there's typically one voice. In, in a good organization, there's typically one voice or one voice at a time, typically though a main voice. That person puts across the primary and the main point that that athlete must assume in that, assume in that one minute. Then there's time sometimes for other coaches to speak up uh, but the athlete is able to compartmentalize that and prioritize those based on the order and based on who's speaking. And that's how a good corner's run. But if you look in sometimes in a fight, you'll see it's chaotic because, you know, there's three or four people talking. They're all yelling. They're, they're overly aggressive. The fighter's eyes are moving all over the place. He's trying to, she's trying to get water. She's trying to recover. She got people in her right ear, people in her left ear. Well, imagine that you're a fighter and you've got all that going on. Or imagine you're running a business and you've got, you know, people from, Every quarter sort of coming at you, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. Even if they're all right, nobody can do it. Nobody can assimilate that information. Nobody can prioritize it if it's not prioritized for you. So these are very, very, very um, important elements to being an effective coach, to being an effective leader. It's not overcoaching. Again, knowing the moment, understanding the moment and what's needed from you in that moment. That your ability to have knowledge and your ability to impart knowledge are two different things. So as a leader, you need to understand how, how fast and when can you give information so people can assimilate it and put it to work and apply it as quickly as possible. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. You know, you are showing people you know a lot of stuff, but you're not producing the results you need to produce. And that's all that you get judged by. Okay. You're not a textbook. Okay. You're the result. And so, you know, uh, uh, you know, your ability to have knowledge, but the inability to impart it in a way that's effective, right? That's where you're going to be measured as a coach. Secondly, uh, your athletes, your, your ability to organize and your ability to understand and assimilate information for your athlete or for your business or for your people that you work with. Uh, in ways that they can take that information in and, and apply it instantly is huge. And finally, you have to be able to work within the circumstances you're in. Um, you know, you have to be calm, cool, and collected in the pocket is what we call it fighting. You know, in that, in that, in that period where there is crisis all around you, you need to be able to keep your feet, keep your calm, look confident, be able to gain the confidence of your team, gain the confidence of your athlete, be able to, uh, 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 give them not only the information they need, but only the information they need. More information is not better. So anyway, the concept of overcoaching is something that uh, I know that every coach out there has felt. Every coach, if they have a staff, they've seen their younger coaches do it. And once in a while, we all do it. We all, you know, we all fall into this trap. We have so much information we want to share. Uh, sometimes we don't take the time to uh, share it in the proper way. And it's a trap and it's just something for you to be aware of. You want to make a 10% jump in your coaching immediately. Just be more self-aware of overcoaching and you can do that. So that's a tip of the day. Be aware of overcoaching. Be aware of the traps. Be some, uh, you know, uh, be introspective. Be honest with yourself. Don't try and show everybody what you know. Uh, the best leaders keep it close to the vest. You be one of those coaches and you be one of those leaders by keeping it close to the vest and only sharing what your athlete needs and when they need it. So that's today's uh, show. I really want to appreciate it. It's a short one today. I want to appreciate, uh, I really appreciate you uh, tuning in. 
I hope you got a little bit from this tidbit of mine. You know, I shared this because uh, recently I found myself in the midst of doing this and I wrote this down. I said, I got to talk about this here. I'm, you know, I'm doing, even at my age, I'm doing this now. So I wanted to share it as a, as something with you. Um, as always, I appreciate you. If you're listening from my website, www.yourcornerman.com forward slash podcast, please leave your information so we can stay in touch. While you're on my website, take a look around. If you're looking for a speaker to come and speak to your team or your event, uh, please give me consideration. Reach out and somebody on my team will get back to you uh, about that as quickly as possible if you leave your information in the contact section. If you're listening to the website, I mean, the uh, my if you're listening to the uh, podcast on the podcast, uh, Google or Stitcher or Apple or any of the other the uh, platforms, and you're enjoying this content, this simple 15 minutes, if this was good content to you, please leave a five-star rating so more people can get access, more people can get the information that I'm sharing or my guests are sharing that can help them be better leaders. That will really, really help us. That'll drive us up in the rankings. So until next week, everyone, this is Coach Bruce Babishan, a.k.a. your corner man, signing off. Remember, don't overcoach, and I will hear you and see you next time.